0: On Education's FETC 2020 coverage is sponsored by Fidgets. Fidgets are interactive USB sensors that bring your code to life. There's no soldering or wiring required. Simply plug in a fidget sensor, write code in your favorite language, and watch your ideas come alive. Fidgets are used by thousands of STEM professionals globally and are now available for computer science students. Simply go to bit.ly fidgets on education to get your introductory kit that includes a free sensor worth over fifty dollars. That's bit.ly fidgets on education.
1: And I've never heard someone refer to as a would you A yeard? A, a g- year nerd. nerd. All right, welcome to the podcast, everyone. We're joined by uh, a aware of many hats, but uh, all of them really awesome. Michelle Moore, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. This is actually my first real podcast. Oh. Oh. Really?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. You, nice. You joined the right one. This is either. the this is
1: this is the best one. Then that's I, I, awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I've done
2: other ones for different reasons, but never to talk about me. So this is weird. A this little perfect. Bit. That's exciting. Yeah.
1: Well. Um, And there's lots to talk about. So first, before anyone, um, before we get started, um, for anyone who doesn't know about you and what you do and who you are, um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, share your your background and and stuff like that.
2: Sure. My name is Michelle Moore and I live in Tampa, Florida. And for over 11 years, I worked in public education. And my passion is really making sure that all students have access to a high quality learning experience throughout their day.
1: Mm. Well, that's... That was good. That's, that's really that's, <laughs> that's super. Like a, that's you, super you tight. Nailed it. <laughs> that's like the it elevator it, pitch. It, it didn't have
0: to be that tight.
1: <laughs>
0: that was amazingly tight. So, as an educator, when when you were teaching, what what did you teach, or what levels? So I was at
2: Plant High School in Tampa, which mm-hmm. is a high SES school but I actually taught intensive reading there and a lot of at-risk students, 9th through 12th grade. um, Dabbled a little bit in English as well with sophomores and freshmen. And in my last year, I was the lucky sponsor of yearbook for journalism, which is actually what introduced me to ed tech because I had to learn Adobe and Photoshop and Illustrator and different tools for the classroom. Yeah. Tons
1: of tools. Yeah.
2: So that's what turned me into a nerd is when I became a yeard. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I remember
1: doing yearbook when I was in high school and there was none of that. Like right. you were literally you like and they had like the special right? paper with yes. the grid lines
0: yes. and the you're old
2: and you had to mail <laughs> yeah, it. in, like, You actually you. had to mail it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There's I no know uploading. exactly what you're
0: talking about. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> I know. There's layout yes. with
2: the bleed lines yep.
1: and and the um and the the layouts. Yeah, and you had to like yeah the yes. cutouts. We and, still have
2: bleed lines. It's just no. Digital it's now, just right? totally <laughs> digital now. It's totally different.
1: That's awesome. Uh, and I've never heard someone refer to it as a, would you,
2: a yerd yeah. a, a yerd. yerd nerd yeah a yerd it's a thing
1: very cool that's awesome yeah
2: shout out to all my journalism yerds. all the yerds <laughs> what up mm-hmm.
1: um, so we're here at FETC it's, it's unfortunately raining my wife will actually be happy to know it's raining Cheryl it's raining <laughs> it's exactly what you wanted it's mm-hmm. terrible mm-hmm. yeah 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 she's like uh, I've joked about this a couple times she said like have a good day do really good work but I hope it's cold and it rains. Because it's like, there's like four feet of snow in my front yard. Me, so. Did you take a picture
2: of the sand and say it's kind of like snow? No, I haven't <laughs> taken a picture of anything. It's this
0: beautiful, like, fine lucky. crystal-like, warm snow. Yes. So funny. Yes.
1: So we're here. Um, tell us what you're doing here. Like, I, I assume you had some sessions. Mm-hmm. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that, what you've been talking about, what you've been here.
2: Yeah, so this is actually the first FETC that I'm here as a presenter and nice. not an attendee. Great. So that's been really, really um, imp- you know, impacting on me and mm. just getting to share the work that I've been doing. So the first session was about work um, I did when I was in Hillsborough County Schools with one of my favorite principals, Kilsas Batista, and their STEM coach, Christy Long. Mm. And we kind of shared how we turned around what the day looks like in elementary school to make time for engineering in elementary. Wow. So they shifted their day and started out with a morning makerspace, But all the makerspace challenges were focused on engineering, um, had some sort of problem to solve, and had very limited tools to solve it with. So students had to be really creative.
0: So instead of starting off, for example, the day with math or an English language arts or whatever it might be, that normally at an elementary school, you actually went this route. Yes. And what was the experience then like, or the feedback from oh my like gosh. the students yeah. and, it was and those kinds of things. Yes.
2: Um, so the first thing we noticed is students were rushing to get to class mm. and this was a high Hispanic, high ELL population that normally had a lot of tardies. So that was one of the goals is how can we get people to school on time? So they're ready to learn when the bell rings. Um, <laughs> now kids were grabbing and getting their breakfast and running to the classroom to have that maker space in the morning time. And what we noticed for the teachers is now they were using that time to really talk to their students one-on-one. Instead of just sitting at their desk and grading papers or catching up on email, they would go and ask, like, what are you building? What are you doing? Tell me about what's going on. And it really improved the teacher to student relationship, but even student to students because they wanted to share with each other like, oh, you attacked the problem this way. This is how I did it. Keep in mind, a lot of these students didn't speak the language, so they were very, very shy. Yes. Um, So even in their very broken English, they were still trying to communicate with other students what they were building.
0: So one of the most intimidating things about what you just said as far as beginning with the makerspace is a lot of people think, and we've talked about this on the show, that It's something that involves a huge cost, you know what I mean, as far as for schools. And so schools don't want to invest Mm -hmm. or they're just afraid of investing in something that may or may not actually yield results, you know, as far as whatever might be. But you're talking about limited amount of tools. So, What what was kind of the investment like as far as on your your And we did
2: talk about that. So we started out with five tools. We didn't want to overwhelm. Uh, especially because it was in every classroom. So we had to challenge teachers, like, we want you to have a dedicated space to this, and we're not going to ask you to store, you know, a whole closet in your classroom space. So we gave them Legos, um, some building bridge connectors, like very simple nice, yeah. um, little connecting type blocks. And it was five of them. And then it is a Title I school. So normally the principal would purchase a case of paper for teachers with the Title I money for the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. She purchased storage bins from Lakeshore and that was their Title I money use for that Mm -hmm. year. So what's interesting is before we implemented this at the end of the last school year, she warned teachers like, hey, you're not getting a case of paper. You are getting a storage bin and we're going to give you these five tools and this is coming. And Mm. if you're not comfortable with it, like we totally get it. But just so you know, like this this is where we're going and we're going to take risks and it's going to be scary and we haven't quite figured out what it's going to look like, but that's okay.
1: That's a principle leading too, right? That's like, that's awesome. She's amazing. Because I mean, and a part of like my keynote is actually like talking about taking risks and not knowing the answers, but like just not being afraid to do things just because you don't know the answers kind of thing. Um, And leading in that example is amazing. And- The other thought I had while you were talking about makerspaces is—is there's actually an old sales term, "motion causes emotion," and this is the idea of like being present and up and around and like doing things is engaging, and you can totally see that in the kids and in the teachers because they're up and they're working and and you're you're going through the class, right? I'm sure that the. I'm sure it all paid off, right?
2: Oh, yeah. You know, hands-on, minds-on. So everyone's happy to be there. Everyone's engaged. And then when real instruction starts, like, they're ready, right? Their minds are already going. Their brains are ready. Everyone's had time to bond and kind of get together in that space. Um, But some of the things we didn't expect were they did two STEM family nights every year, one in the fall, one in the spring. So the fall one was always STEM-focused, and then the spring one would be around Seuss's birthday, so it was like a literacy STEM night. And those um, were always well attended, but Mm -hmm. they became even more well attended. And then that led into other after school events being better attended. And what they really noticed were now the parents were asking for resources to take home with them. So like, tell me more about coding. What can I do with my kids like this at home? And they got really good at giving parents simple things that you could do at home with your child. Um, once again, it's a high Hispanic community. A lot of the parents don't speak the language, um, but they are professionals. They were doctors in their home country or they were nurses and engineers. So they can do, you know, STEM. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just may not know um, how to respond to a paragraph in a text and be yeah. able to support their child in that. So I think it brought the community closer and it made it more about everyone engaging in the learning. Mm-hmm. And that was not an expected outcome or it wasn't something we intended to do
1: so we have mutual very good friends with jen williams who i talk to almost once a week almost by phone now like we're talking all the time (laughs) now um and and she obviously does a lot of work with the global goals um and you're involved in that like you're heavily engaged in that world.
2: I follow it. I don't have my own classroom, but I follow it. I promote it. I I love the work being done.
1: Yeah. So tell us how you feel about that sort of thing. Tell us maybe, um, because I know you're connected with a lot of folks that are doing that stuff as well. What are you seeing? What are your thoughts on on the work that's being done there?
2: I think the biggest thing, and really my first introduction to being a global community was through Empatico and connecting classrooms globally. And I think... We're so fortunate that our students are learning that there really is this global community out there. We don't have to have the answers all within the four walls of our classroom. And how powerful for them to see, like, we're going to problem solve around this issue of access to clean water or whatever goal we want to focus on with communities around the world. So it's not just, like, our little town in Miami or Tampa or Connecticut trying to solve this one issue. We have this whole global village that's coming together to problem solve.
0: That's awesome. So, audience, how can they connect with you? How can they learn more about you? You want to give them, like, Twitter? Twitter? Yeah,
2: Twitter's probably the best way. It's where I'm most active, um, at Michelle, the number four EDU. And I would highly suggest you go follow... um, Anything with hashtag teachSDGs, anyone who's, who's tweeting about it and sharing about it, there are so many classrooms that are signed up now. Um, Jen announced in one of the sessions yesterday, I think they were looking for like 17 classrooms to participate in the last project, and she ended up getting hundreds wow. of classrooms Amazing. to sign up.
0: That's fantastic. And it may be more. I'm sorry,
2: Jen, if you got thousands. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it may be more, but yes. you got way more than what you were looking for. Absolutely. Phenomenal.
0: Uh, Michelle Moore, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to On Education. My name is Glenn Irvin. My co-host is Mike Washburn. On Education is part of the On Podcast Media Network. You can listen to this show and many others by great educators like Monica Burns, Mike Matera, Tisha Richmond, and many more by visiting onpodcastmedia.com. Want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at oneducationpodcast.com. You can tweet us at oneducationpod. Mike is at Mr. Washburn on Twitter, and I can be found on Twitter at Irv Spanish. You can find us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash oneducationpod. We're also on Instagram at oneducationpod. Want to support On Education? Visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash oneducation. There, you can get access to full videos of the podcast and so much more. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or a review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. It helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Classcraft, for supporting us. Check out classcraft.com slash oneducation to learn more about them. Thanks as always for listening. Stay awesome and see you soon.